I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? Praise God, Doc Barkley here. I'm welcoming you to the broadcast. It's going to be a hot one. I'm just telling you right now. Get on social media. Get on your phone. Tell your friends to get hooked up to this program right now. It's a life changer. I'm holding in my hand a really cool series. It's all packaged for you. It's called Ignorant No More. And as we teach this, sometimes on the broadcast, sometimes in the church here, but we collected it for you. This is a must. The Apostle Paul, which really was just speaking for the Holy Spirit, said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual things. That's why we did this series. That's why you need this. Jump on the website and check us out. Follow us along. Pray for us. Call everybody right now to get on the broadcast. Get this series from our bookstore online. And I hope to see you out here someday at Living Word Church. Amen. And so here we go. Hope you got your Bible out. We're a Bible people, so we don't just talk a lot. We talk right from the scriptures, and we want you to have the most powerful, victorious, and spiritual walk you've ever known before with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go get after the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit get after us. <laughs> Amen. Ignorant no more. Say it. Ignorant no more. We're dealing with all kinds of stuff that has to do with, um, with, with everyday life. Now, while you're turning to our theme verse, I want to pick up something that I was saying uh, here in the church family. And, uh, uh, you know, a little earlier, in case you're just joining us by television or something, then, of course, I want you hooked up to this as well. I'm very concerned as a Christian leader about what's going on in people's lives. But I can't seem to change it. It really bothers me. I'm working hard every day on the phone. Vicky, Vicky would tell you, I spend probably four to six hours a day on the telephone with Christian leaders around the world or po political leaders now around the world or judges or somebody that just dealing with the perplexities of life. Somehow, I'm not sure how that happened, I become a leader to leaders. I'm okay with it, but it's, but it's very disappointing. Not so much in those leaders, but in what we're dealing with now. I'm very concerned, and I don't think I'm overly concerned. I judge myself on this. But I'm very concerned that there are simple protections and fixes to some of the things of life, but people don't work them. That bothers me. One of the reasons I'm doing this Be Ignorant No More series is to try to bring back to us some of the things that we're supposed to be spiritual. In the last meeting we had together, which for here in the church, that would have been a Thursday night, our midweek service, we talked in there and taught some about the difference between spiritual Christians, natural or carnal Christians, and perverted Christians. There's a big difference. There, we said, and, and I'm not going to reteach that, but I like to always pick up the last session as we go into our series. We said the spiritual Christian 
will always have a way to fight and repel evil. Evil is anything God didn't make. Evil is sickness. Evil is disease, despair, depression. Evil is sin, drunkenness, you know, or the road that leads to it, and etc. Uh, and so we said also that natural Christians, carnal Christians, the Bible calls them, but it means natural, they have no power against evil. Evil does anything it wants to in their life. It just keeps one thing after another. They just keep getting knocked around and ransacked. Then they wonder, where's God? Then they say, well, God isn't there. The church doesn't work. The Bible doesn't work. And we, now we've got all these indictments flinging. You know, everybody's failing me. I'm perfect. Everyone else is failing me. So why have anything to do with everything else that's all failing me? Because, you know... And then we talked about perverted Christians. Those are, those are Christians who have once again soiled their garments. And they not only don't repel evil, they not only can't do anything about it, but they invite it. So let's get this clear, and then we'll go into our verse again. Spiritual Christians are working the things of God, walking with the Holy Spirit. It says to be born of the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and walk in the Spirit. You say it after me. Born of the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. That means you live according to the Holy Spirit. You will repel evil, and when it comes, you will beat it. You will beat it. Whatever attacks you, you will eventually beat it. Carnal, natural Christians are Christians who met Jesus Christ. They're true Christians. They're true Christians. But they have no power to resist the bad things that come upon them, their marriage, their health, their mind, their kids. They just don't possess the power to push this evil back when it comes. And, uh, and, and they want to. They probably have some knowledge of how to, but they never get the job done. They're powerless because they are carnal. They're natural. They met Jesus Christ for real. But they, but they don't do this walk in the Spirit and led by the Spirit, and they don't live like Spirit-filled Christians. The third category is perverted Christians. Those are Christians who claim their salvation, but they live any way they want to, and normally that means they live like the world. Now, they're going to invite. They're like a magnet in the devil's metal. And everywhere they go, they invite. There's always something in those people's lives that's making them mean and ornery and broken down. Nothing works for them. One thing after the other, one thing after the other. One th now, just living today, you can run into some bumpy roads. Don't misunderstand. Being a spirit-filled Christian and walking in the way of the Spirit does not necessarily mean everything's perfect for you. But hey... But the attack against you and be able to repel it is one thing. To walk through life and just keep sucking to you all the bad stuff day after week after month, you'd think you'd want to stop sinning. You know, the Bible says sin uproots roots out, not uproots, roots out. That means it gets down in there like the rotor rooter. It just, man, it roots out all your increase. So every time your marriage gets ahead, you get set back. Perverted Christians who will willfully sin and don't live according to this book. Amen. Now this verse says, this is our theme verse, 1 Corinthians 12. I ask you to turn there with me. And verse 1, it says, concerning, are you there? 
concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, and we keep telling you gifts is italicized, so it doesn't just mean the nine gifts of the Spirit, though it includes that. It means the, all the spiritual things of God. But concerning spiritual, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now let's turn over to another verse, please, in Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. You are studying with me, right? Verse 1, Therefore we ought to give more earnest heed, that means pay more attention than ever before. We ought to pay more attention than ever before to the things which we have heard. Why? Well, keep reading. Lest at any time we should let them slip. Well, what's so bad about that? So I let a couple things slip. Now, let's keep reading. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received recompense of reward. In other words, it received what it was due it. Verse 3, how shall we escape? Say we, he includes me. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation. Neglect? Yeah, that means you went, you knew to do it, but you didn't do it. Or you did it, but you did it recklessly. Now I see, I see three categories of people right now as well. I see people who are really digging into God like never before, and they're going to live with accuracy, and they're going to be the highest spiritual place they've ever been. And some of them are only doing it because they are listening to the voice of the prophet and the voice of God's word, and they are preparing themselves for what's coming, and they're going to be okay. The second kind of people I see are those that, you know, they, they, they fit this category here. They're reckless. They don't neglect everything. They just neglect some things. If I take my car out here and get fooling around, spin the tires, and it turns around, and I crash into somebody, am I guilty? Uh -huh. What if I kill somebody? It could be considered negligent homicide. What? Homicide? Me? I'm not a murderer. Doesn't homicide mean I murdered somebody? Uh, yes, it does. And, and there's all categories of life where a, a prosecutor could say, you're guilty of that person's death. It's a form of murder because of your recklessness or your negligent you were negligent to control. You were negligent to, to, yeah, you should have, you could have, but you did not. You were reckless. This verse is not talking about your car and my illustration of crashing mine. This is talking about spiritual negligence. How will we escape? Escape what? Pastor. Escape damnation. Escape demon powers. Escape uh, you know, the, the worst diseases, the tormenting of the mind and demon possession. I'm preparing myself now. You say, what do you mean prepare yourself? It bothers me. I got to get ready for this. It doesn't come easy to watch people that you know get on the border of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But I already know three or four that have. They'll never be back. 
I'm not talking about back to attend Living Word Church. I'm talking about they'll never be right with God again. They'll, this is how it works. They, they, they go from serving God and serving God's people and serving God's house to serving themselves and serving their own. And then they become their own pastor. They become their own God. They become their own. They become their own. They become their own. And one day they say with their mouth, it's the unpardonable sin. Jesus Christ said, not Mark Barclay. You can get mad at me if you want to. I got a lot of people mad at me. I, get, I must be one of the only preachers really telling you the truth. Otherwise, what we say here should be common. Jesus Christ said, you can blaspheme me, Jesus Christ, not me, Mark. You can blaspheme me too, but a lot of people blaspheme me. It doesn't seem to be a lot of penalty on that. <laughs> You can blaspheme the, the Son and you can blaspheme the Father. But Jesus Christ said, once you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you can never be forgiven of it. And eventually you serve yourself. You become your own God and God is no longer permitted in your life. Now, you taught God because this is the greatest of all deception. Two people, when they blaspheme the Holy Spirit, remember this is a Be Ignorant No More series. We don't, I don't want you ignorant about this. These kids going on this website to practice how to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, they're going to hell. There's no turn for them. They're, they're cursing themselves to hell. Devil, the devil is angry. He's throwing tantrums, and he's having his great last day's heyday. And I guess we can't stop all of that, but we ought to stop it from happening to us. Yes. Absolutely. How will you escape? I just read it to you. How will you escape if you neglect so great a salvation. Huh? If you neglect the elements of salvation, how will you escape? Now earlier, and I don't want to turn to all these verses because of time today, but earlier I mentioned to the church family here, and those, not those of you on television, but those of you streaming with us, I said this statement. This is the victory. This, the, this is a verse, by the way, in the Bible. Did you know that? There, you should, because I teach on the whole time. In fact, I'm kind of harping on it. It's like my hobby horse now, I guess. This is the victory that overcomes this world. What is it? Even our faith. How does faith come? Pardon me? Tell me out loud, please. Shout it so the TV audience can hear you. Not by reading. Faith does not come by reading. Faith does not come by reading. Faith does not come by reading. Stay home, read your Bible. You'll be a fathead, but you won't have any faith. You won't have enough faith to make it to church. You won't have enough faith to present your tithe. You won't, you won't have enough faith to keep sin out of your life. Keep your hands clean, your feet clean, you know. Why do you think we have massive multitude-sized churches in America, and the preacher's dirty, and the congregation knows it, but nobody cares, because they're being fooled that that's okay. That's called a placebo. That's a fake pill. That's a fake message. That's a fake church. There's no medicine in it at all. This is the Be Ignorant No More series. Now, you can choose to live any way you want to. We're not your keepers. But I'm trying to tell you as polite and as strong as I know how. 
Some of you live in constant harassment because you don't honestly serve God. You have a gift. You don't use it. You have a talent. God doesn't get any of it. Oh, yeah. You know how much talent is just sitting in? Let's forget everybody else. Just sitting in this room from right here, just these few hundred people over to here, you know, that comes here and goes, the congregation I'm talking about. You know how much talent is in here? Do you know how much talent some of you have and you never use it for God? You never use it for God. I'd call that negligence. I'd call that reckless. I'd call it stingy. Yeah, but they don't receive me. That's your arrogant problem. You think they receive me? If I, if I base my ministry on where and where or not I'm received, give me a break, man. I'm not a man pleaser. Who made you a man pleaser? I'm a God pleaser. I'm trying to make you into God pleasers. Amen. I said amen. Just, just to give you a break in the intensity of this message, why don't you clap once? Do it now. Come on. Now, if this is the victory that overcomes this world, you know what this world is. It's rape, murder, burglary. It's homicide, suicide. Now, many people are fighting suicide thoughts or demons? They're actually demons. It's divorce. It's, it's wickedness. It's molestation. It's incest. It's child abuse. It's, it's drunkenness, it's drugging, and ongo that's the world. Now, how are you going to overcome that, smarty pants, because you read three books? The, the devil, is, this is my point, the devil is not moved by how much you know. You could have a head so smart, it takes two of them. May you grow another one to, so your library can handle all the information. The devil is not impressed with our fat head and how much we know. Knowledge is a form of power. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Knowledge is a form of power. The Bible says, the great prophet said, you can easily be destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But that doesn't mean you're going to stop being destroyed because you got knowledge. It just means... When you have a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowledge, you don't know. You have a lack of knowing. You don't know how the devil works. You don't know how he attacks humans. You don't know that things are wrong. When I was a baby Christian, seriously, I'd go to church faithfully for the first, until I got delivered, first few weeks or months. It'd be nothing. I'd go take notes, shout amen. Put my tithe in, go home, sit on my bed, drink, a, drink scotch whiskey and smoke a cigarette and study my Bible. I'm not proud of that. I'm just saying I didn't know any better. The devil was knocking the snot on me. Don't fool yourself. It's bad enough to give place to the devil. You are ignorant. If you give place to the devil, maybe stupid. You know, there is a difference. If you give place to the devil when you know not to do it. I didn't know not to do it. Yes. The devil knocked the snot out of me. 
And, and I'd go forward and get kicked back. And then I'd go forward and get kicked back. I'm talking about everything. Hey, the one thing about the devil is that if he, he, he doesn't care what part of your garden he gets into, but as long as he can get in, and then he will run up down every row of your garden until eventually he's got his fingerprints on everything in your life. And you can have your little flick your bit Christianity and your little fat head that you read some books. But I'm telling you, the devil, all the time you're bragging about how much you know and how much Bible you know and, and you know better than everybody around because you're the smartest dude around and you got your little four or five people following. I'm talking to you on TV right now. You have your little f four or five people following that you get to spew on all the time and they bow down and worship your fat head and your knowledge. Well, I never met anybody that knows the Bible like her. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what, exactly what I'm talking about. You're awful quiet this morning. Are you all right? And then when the world comes, how are you going to beat it? How are you going to beat it? If you don't want to keep getting tribulated, get under the covering that God gave you, and a lot of that will be diminished automatically because you're starting to repel with the anointing of God. Now, I am concerned even, uh, even about some of us, you know. I'm concerned about uh, some of the people working in the helps ministry right now, today, right here in this great church. They're, they're doing their ministry. They're serving. But what if they do it again tonight? What if they do it Thursday night? And what if they do it next, next Sunday morning and Sunday night? All in the name of ministry. All in the name of Jesus. Now what? They're not sitting here. They're not learning. But more than not learning, they're not getting the word. See, you, when you read the Bible and study it, you get two things. You get information, which is called knowledge, when you read it. Same with me. And you get a thing called inspiration. Most people are not smart enough now you are, and you will be if you're not, because this is the Ignorant No More series. <laughs> Most Christians are not smart enough to know that inspiration is not faith. Inspiration is a natural feeling that comes from information that was given to you that motivates you. It's called inspirational. You could read a book or a support book or read your Bible and, uh, or sit around all day long and, and you guys can visit over what you studied, no harm done, and you can get inspiration and it can be a little motivational. Amen. But there's no faith in it. The devil, it. the devil doesn't care if you run around the church today and go home and drink a beer at lunch. He didn't care if you run around the church, get all inspired and hot for God and weep at the altar and go through all the motions of the worship service and just look and get in the little groove of a great Christian and then just get in your car and pick up where you left off with the anger and the bickering and the gossip and the devil doesn't care that you were in here doing this. Uh, God cares, I care, but the devil doesn't care. He knows that this is just turning in, maybe do a religious thing and then you're going to pick up where you left off and then he's got a place in your life. That's what I'm concerned about. I said, that's what I'm concerned about. So I tell, I, I tell our family, our, even my grown-up kids, listen, uh, you know, just because we're in the ministry, you, have, you know, faith comes by hearing. You've got to sit. You've got to sit under the good preaching. 
It's not all about, I don't even care if you don't agree with me on the, everything I see about the Bible. I'm not your professor. You are not a student. The tithe is not tuition. This is not a university classroom. We did not come here to debate, uh, you know, the deep things of life. You came here to worship God, whether it be praise, worship, tithing. You come here to study with me. I did not come here to perform for you. You come here to study with me. So we are going to get some knowledge, whether, it's, whether you're reminded of it or whether it's new information for you. You are going to get some knowledge. I'm going to get some knowledge when I put together these messages for you. You don't have to agree with everything I say. You might have a total different take on it. I'm not offended by that. Just don't get off into weird stuff, okay? It's like the guy that came in and, uh, and uh, you know, he, he had his little deal and afterwards he was offended. He goes, well, all you preachers want is our money and, 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 and I said, okay. He goes, I'm leaving and I'm not coming back and I just, I said, well, maybe I'm not like that. Now, maybe I am and I need help, but maybe I'm not. Well, you preachers are all the same and off he went. Now, I knew, somehow I knew he'd be back, so I told the ushers, next Sunday when he comes back, you stop him at the door and you hold him for me. Come and get me. So they, he came back. Sure enough, Brother Barkley, he's out here. So I went out right to the door with the ushers. I said, now, you're not welcome here anymore. Wh what? Well, why, Pastor? Oh, you Christians are all the same. <laughs> I'm done with you. You're all liars and cheaters and you promise stuff and you make pledges and you don't come through and you promise to work in the helps ministry but you don't show up. You don't even notify a replacement. You're all the same. There's just a whole bunch of you is all the same. You're not welcome here anymore. You're one of those Christians. Get. And he, he just... Then he looks at me and then he smiles. He goes, all right, touche, you win. I said, all right, come on. Let's go to church, man. Praise the Lord. Because just like all preachers aren't the same, all believers aren't the same. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. He Shundai. Woo! We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural, God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. You know what the Lord is saying? If you love me, then when I go through all this for you, do something with it. You do something with this to help somebody else. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Can you say amen on it? Praise God. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast as much as I enjoyed doing it. Preaching the Word, helping you, helping me, the Holy Spirit helping all of us. Isn't it great to be a Christian? There's no better way to live. If you don't know my Jesus, listen, invite Him into your life right now and mean it. You can contact us. There's multiple ways. Jump on social media, jump on the website, and uh, we're going to help you. You can come out here to church. We have ministers to help you. It's a hard walk by yourself, but it's a powerful walk together. Don't forget our series, Ignorant No More. 
Uh, get online, get at the bookstore, get yours ordered right away. Tell everybody about the broadcast and listen, send a prayer request. We're prayer people out here. We mean it. If you can, when you can, send finances to help us preach. Every dollar counts. We pray over it. We ask God to bless you, but we pray that you have the satisfaction that with your help, we are touching a multitude of people. Praise God. And I'm just going to keep doing this and doing it and preaching it and teaching it and praying over you and believe in God that you literally have the best day of your life living as a Christian. There is no better way to walk across this planet than as a born again, spirit filled Christian. Hope to see you at the church here, Living Word, or the next broadcast. Amen.